All right, I don't have a theme song uh, set up. So, Andrew, do you want to sing something or? Uh, uh, let's see here. No, I, I, I've got nothing. <laughs> okay, I, I can't, one. I can't do this. Oh yeah, go with. Yeah, Whitney, sing our theme song. Na 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 na. Dun ch, dun ch, dun 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 dun, dun 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 dun. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out our first episode. This is Pexing with the Legends. Uh, this is an Apex Legends fan podcast. We'll do some quick introductions. My name is Eric. I'm a livestream news editor for The Gamer, and uh, I'm a Wraith main, even though I know Pathfinder is better. Whitney? Uh, I am Whitney, and I am an Apex Legends fangirl, and I also write for The Gamer, and I stream on Twitch and on Facebook for The Gamer as well. And I'm Andrew, uh, completing this trio, this Apex trio, uh, also an editor and writer for thegamer.com. And I, I usually main Wraith as well, though. I've played Watson as, as well in competitive. So, you know, I like to play everybody out there. So, oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm character agnostic, although I don't really use Revenant all that much. But uh, <laughs> maybe that will change since he's been buffed. I just haven't gotten really used to it quite yet. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, we obviously were all big Apex fans. We've been wanting to do something like this for a while. The reason we decided to to start this podcast now, um, first of all, we, we all stream Apex uh, all the time, both on the gamer um, Facebook gaming live stream page and on our own individual Twitch pages. Um, but we found out that when we get together and we um, play the game together, we have so much fun just talking about um, not just the gameplay updates, but uh, the lore and the story stuff too. So with season five coming out, and that's what we want to talk about today, um, the developers are doing so much to bring the lore and the story stuff to the forefront every single week. And that's going to keep developing throughout the season. And we wanted to be there to talk about it uh, as things unfold throughout throughout season five, Fortune's Favor, I think. Is that what it's called? That is correct, yes. Yeah. Fortune's Favor. Yeah, so uh, this is a pre-Season 5 uh, podcast. We're going to talk about uh, everything that's come out so far, uh, all the teasers and trailers and stuff for, for the new characters and the, the changes coming in Season 5. And then after that, uh, we'll just be doing a podcast every week to talk about um, you know all of, all of the story updates and stuff that happen every week. So um, we'll get into that first trailer, unless you guys have something you want to add to that. Nothing except for that I'm super excited, and all yeah. the things they're adding in Season 5 seem like they're more than they've ever added before for a new season. So. Right. Very glad that Forge is going to be the new legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really no looking forward to Forge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have three bits of content that have released over the last, I think, just a week. We've gotten all, all three of those. Uh, the first of which was our introduction to the newest character. So we're gonna we're gonna watch it. My world was shattered that day, and my path was now a fog of unknowns. The system tried to erase the tragedy, but some wounds are too deep to ever truly heal. I've always felt it in my blood. I am a thief, and a good one at that. 
It was the only way I felt true to myself. And those same feelings grew into opportunity. I honed my skills and enhanced my methods. With success came wealth, power, and friendship. I was the best, and everyone knew it. But something was always missing. Until now. There we are. I'm off to bed. Wait. I, uh... I found him. What? What are you talking about? I found... him. This is sort of the first time we've seen a character so directly connected to another character that, that I can think of. Yeah, definitely intertwined fates with Revenant, considering Revenant, uh, spoiler alert, assassinated her parents in a previous lore video. Right, yeah, so that so. starts out with Loba as a little girl, and that ties directly into Revenant's reveal. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so I guess... First question is just sort of what are your impressions of Loba just from that trailer? You know, um, I, at first I was like, okay, why is she talking about herself in the past tense? So what we're learning here is that, you know, some big change happened. There's some shift. Um, she says, okay, this is something more that I want. And then we sort of go through the transition and we realize that like her friend who uh, I don't think that we've identified that person, but has found this. But one other thing that stood out to me that I just kind of like heard is that she had mentioned the system. And if you'll remember, there's another legend that was also, I think, part of a system, um, which is crypto, because isn't the woman that he's friends with his adopted sister? Right. And I don't know if I like remember exactly what happened, but I wonder if like there's some connection because her buddy was also able to hack into some system to find this. Right. And he also had some access to the game. So I'm wondering if we might see some sort of overlap between the two of them at some point. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, watching this again, that character stood out to me more because they're unnamed and it's just like Loba's friend. <laughs> who's another hacker and we have hackers and it seemed at first like it was maybe just a throwaway character but maybe as this plot unfolds that we're going to learn more about who that that person is too yeah it's an interesting point you brought up too i didn't even think about it like how that could be tied together because otherwise it would seem like a oh it's just your typical hacker man you know in two trailers <laughs> almost <laughs> well not back to back but very you know uh connected to each other same game same universe they've got to turn into to people later on the road. I think his identity has been revealed, though. That's Ninja. He's got the blue hair. <laughs> it's him. He's, he's streaming, and he found Revenant while he was streaming, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. On Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think, too, that it's worth noting, that, like, um, you know, there was a, hype, a lot of hype around this character, and unfortunately, some of the information was leaked, I think, before it should have. But if you always, hadn't always known that, yeah. <laughs> but if you hadn't known that and you were just coming in this, so all you see at the end of the last one is this little girl that they sort of insinuate something's going to happen. And then how that's like a very cool storytelling device that like, you know, 
a few months later, they come here and say, well, who is that person? And the, the way that they like sort of reveal, OK, now that person is out you know, for revenge. And I don't know if this is a storyline that's going to take us through, you know, a couple of more seasons or if it's a storyline that's really going to take us all the way through to the end. You know, right. there's a lot of characters here and they've really focused a lot on these two without really giving much more thought to like what is happening to Wraith, what is happening to um to uh, to crypto. Um, or even before those, like we don't know all that much about Bangalore's background. Right. Sure, yeah. You know a little bit about Gibby. So it's going to be really interesting to see sort of how all these stories come together, especially given the fact that they're focusing so much on this linear story right now. Right. I uh, I think there's a lot there's a lot of ways that you can compare Apex's style of storytelling to Overwatch. The games have similarities. They're both heroes with a very small kit. And we get their backstories as characters are introduced. But one thing I really appreciate about Apex storytelling uh, compared to Overwatch is the way that the story is always moving forward and impacting the game. In Overwatch, there is a lot of story that comes out of comic books and cinematics and stuff, but it's always in the past. It's always stuff that happened a long time ago. But with Apex, when, when things happen and new characters come in, the world of the game changes. And it feels like things are always moving forward uh, with Apex. So right. it's really exciting when a new character comes in because, as we'll see in the next trailer, um, Loba it doesn't just show up. She has a huge impact on the world uh, of the game, too. So, yeah. Uh, should we watch that next one? Yeah, yeah let's jump, jump into it. Game over, Tin Can.
It I got gives chills. Me chills again. <laughs> yeah, again. I know. Four <laughs> times, five times, something like that. It is just so good. It's got to be I the mean, best cinematic they've done for sure. Yeah. yeah. And you really feel attached to these characters. Like, I feel like we're, like, with, like, this. You want that revenge for her. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that we, like, want, like, everyone to go around and murder everybody, mm-hmm. I guess. Or maybe that is what we want. Um, but, yeah, I like this. Obviously, like, first there's a story along, and we can talk about some of the abilities there. Um, but I remember when we first saw this, one of the first things I noticed was, like, oh, wow, they're going against the Reapers. Um, I just played Titanfall 2 last night, getting ready for this, and I sort of started seeing, like, all the connections. Um, but, you know, the Reapers play a role in the Titanfall universe. They're sort of the, the, the quote, bad guys, bad bad characters, um, and you have to take them down. And to see them there, that was the sort of indication that, oh, this season may bring some kind of a PvE mode, right? Yeah. A really active one. And we mm-hmm. saw the beginnings of that. We saw, like, the Bloodhound area. Um, with the new thing that they were doing. Um, we've seen that you can kill the flyers, um, but it'll be really interesting because I, I knew, like, we understood that what they were showing was is that PVE would have some kind of a stronger role moving forward. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> there, ha- there has definitely been a really cool buildup to that, you know, whether it was them seeing how well it works or just slowly implementing the idea of it. I think that... we. It, what, the way that it seems is that with season five, we're going to have some really strong, consistent PVE elements more than just, oh, if you land here, you can fight some AI. Right, right. It's right, like right, a, right. It, it looks like a total a, uh, PVE mode with the hunts, yeah. but but we'll get into that. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, well, like you said, there's a lot to unpack in this trailer. We got an idea of her abilities, um, her, her teleporting. What do you guys think about the idea of a, of a legend being able to teleport around? Yeah, she seems built on mobility, and that's something that I'm super interested in. I've always loved uh, characters that have a lot of what I'd call outplay potential, uh, and that you can, if you master the the skills of that particular legend, you can kill people in really creative and flashy ways. And uh, I'm curious as to how her abilities will interact with a team. Um, more on her ultimate later, but uh, it seems like her. Her abilities are pretty inward when it comes to teleporting around. Yeah, uh, which again, I'm I'm just really interested in. She she just looks like a blast to play. So for sure, we sort of like watch that she walks in with this light so that sort of gives you an idea that she's like she's maybe illuminating something. Um, so I don't really know exactly what that means. Um, illuminating the truth. Yeah, yeah, that too. In a general um, She still has yeah. a way to go to find that, though. And for all these characters, there's so much out there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and I thought that that was really cool. I already mentioned the, the Reapers. Um, we saw that she's over there going after um, Revenant. And we also saw there something that was really interesting in the background is that there were wasn't one Revenant. It was lots and lots of bodies of Revenants. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can sort of try to figure out what that is. Is there like an army? Are they building armies of like this terrible murder killing beast underground? Like- yeah, we we know Hammond Robotics is definitely up to something diabolical. <laughs> they seem to be ha- they have a growing presence with every season. Um, they're the they are the ones who own the planet Harvester. Uh, they're obviously producing an army of assassins using Revenant's, uh, you know, skeleton. Uh, and 
I think they're obviously going to play a huge role in the upcoming season too. And they seem to be undertaking the role of the antagonists, though it's not, you know, sure. super clear. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of ways to interpret um, you know, obviously Re- Revenant is is a android robotic character, so it's not that surprising that he has a way to maybe transfer consciousness from one body to the next. But on the other hand, could those just be more revenants? Or like Whitney said, is this like an army of revenants mm-hmm. uh, being produced for something? So, but from a, from a gameplay point of view, it's, it could be used to explain how he d- can die in the game and keep coming back into the game. Something that's, I, I think I've mentioned before to you guys is kind of troubling to me that these <laughs> characters never seem to die in this yeah. game, in this battle to the death. Right. When I play Apex Legends, I always die. As a character. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's playing a part in the story or not. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I yeah. think that, well, I was just going to say that if the writers have done one thing, they've been able to justify everything very, very well. And like, you know, even if they don't do it for two or three seasons down the road. Um, so I do think we're going to get a little bit more uh, insight into what's really happening behind the games because they build it to us like it's some kind of olympics that's happening basically but um we sort of start to understand that there's something you know much more nefarious at the center Uh, and now it's just a matter of trying to figure out what exactly that is right yeah and as a side note shout out to the animation teams that Mm -hmm. have been working on these trailers because the the animations look fantastic in both Mm -hmm. in both trailers and I, i actually like that they're not using gameplay footage because uh, it really feels super cinematic and handcrafted every time one of these stories and trailers comes out. Yeah. And I, I like that they're revealing lore in a sort of creative medium like animation. Right. It's, and I like, just I, I nerd out. I love it. It's cool. That <laughs> song, too. Yeah. I, that's oh not that's not a that's not like a popular song or anything that was like written yeah. for this, I would suspect. Yeah, yeah I, I was unfamiliar with with it until I heard it there. So, yeah, I, but I didn't do my research or anything. But, yeah, it was effective in the trailer. Super without effective. a doubt. Um, uh, wait, if I can just call out like a few more things that we're seeing there, maybe this is yeah, what yeah. I'm about to say, but like, um, we did notice that she was under Skull Town right. at the end of that cinematic when we're seeing like her like sort of teleportation and, you know, uh, at one point she puts up like the, um, like a little diamond looking thing that sort of does, seems to steal a gun away from one of the, the um, robots. But then we also sort of see when she emerges back up. The skull town is underwater. <laughs> yeah. That's like the dinosaur bones of Skull Town, and they're gone. And that's crazy because Skull Town is a very, very popular sound to drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can pretty much guarantee if you land in Skull Town, you're gonna have a fight immediately. You know, <laughs> in, in, in any game, no matter where the flight path is, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and, uh, now it'll guarantee a watery grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like. <laughs> uh yeah so i think yeah besides getting a little taste of what loba's skills are you know just the hint that skull town is gone is probably the biggest biggest thing to come up second trailer the um, one thing that i'll tell you from having like reviewed some of these for the gamer is that there is so much detail in these things mm-hmm. that some people won't even put together until the season is over and they'll say oh my gosh they told us exactly what was going to happen in the trailer yeah um, that's what's what i noticed for sure yeah, uh, we also saw we we kind of saw it in the in the first uh, animatic, but this one she has this bow staff that she's fighting guys with. Does that seem like mm-hmm. something that would be a cool uh, heirloom weapon? I want it to be the heirloom so bad. I think it's so stylish. Uh, it's awesome. There's so many cool animations they could make for for an heirloom. 
for Loba with that staff. Um, yeah. It looked like it's already part of her base animation, though. Well, I guess we'll get to that. Yeah. And the, Should we get to that now? Last... Yeah, let's jump into it. Why okay. So our last trailer? trailer was just from a couple days ago, and this is our gameplay reveal trailer. Dark in the city, night is a wire. Steam in the subway, earth is a fire. Well, I guess this party is going to last a bit longer than I had hoped. The quest for the broken ghost has begun. In touch with the I'm on the I'm after you. I need your help adding a rare and valuable treasure to my collection. Just be careful. And don't die. Here we go again. crazy gosh so gosh. there's so much going on here so i'm gonna keep the video up so we can kind of scrub through some certain parts and maybe take right. it scene by scene a little bit all right, um, all right. even just here i'm gonna start and say i just love her character design i just love the voice i just love how she looks yeah she just oh my gosh she's Cosplay, so cool cosplayers are gonna go crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah True. i gotta learn how to braid my hair <laughs> i'll help you with it don't worry <laughs> yeah so she looks fantastic for sure and i could see so many different types of skins so here we go here's uh this is definitely the skull town side oh my yeah. gosh yeah because you can see the octane um jump jump skate park as we call it in yeah. the background there. so <gasps> if that survived that means that we lost both thunderdome and skull town mm-hmm. yeah as well as those two little towns that were on either side of thunderdome yeah, looks like it. It's all gone. Yes. And what I'm the biggest question for me, and of course they with this opening shot they confirmed what they had already hinted at with the last trailer because they submerged under Skulltown to show that lab. Yeah. Um but the biggest question to me, I don't know if you you two have thought about this is is it playable down there at all? Because well, there's a balloon. Yeah, there's exactly. a balloon right the here. balloon's submerged. And I'm like, is that for aesthetic or is it actually playable? And there's two zip lines from either side of the the gap that meet the top of the balloon if could, you look at it closely. Could it be that you start on the balloon under like in a space underwater and go through the water and out? Yeah, that that they have a lot of creative potential here. And yeah. I really hope that parts of it are playable because that'd be so I cool. Like pool party in Skull Town. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New hashtag. The these aren't <laughs> bins. I don't think these are bins down here, but 
Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But also, do you think it's safe to assume that water treatment back here is is still there? It looks I, like it. Yeah, I don't. To me, this doesn't look like it goes quite as far over because if you look at the thing, that's like sort of. It's hard for me to explain, but like on the right, there's like the balloon, um, and then yeah. like kind of to the right of that. I think that that's over by like that town that's next to Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So you can kind of see what your line of sight is here, and then you sort of still have that little like village that's next to to you on your right here, and then it goes all, all the way over to water, water treatment. So the line was kind of the bones, in a way, like like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Like it went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just went all, all <laughs> along the bones and just dropped them. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But does it make the map a lot smaller? Well, if that area is playable, yeah, you can't right. Yeah, how big is the underground? You know, right. Well, so uh, what... I want to. Can we pause about the underground too? I just want to say, oh, also Kings Canyon at night, so we're going back there, maybe. All right. Anyway, um, I do want to say that this sort of past lore is implied that I don't remember exactly what it was. I want to say maybe it was in race video that the lab where the Wraith Tunnel Zone, um, it said at one point that the lab was much bigger than she anticipated or something like that, right? Right. So it's entirely possible. I think it'd be a stretch to say that those two areas are connected, but I do think that this could be substantially sized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so now we we jump in a night. We're in slums. Not much to go off here. Okay, quick note about this. This is the hatch from Lost. Have you seen Lost? <laughs> yeah, this is season two of Lost. <laughs> so Hurley's actually down there. <laughs> actually, um, I can't tell one piece of lore uh, from this. Uh, not lore, but I just played Titanfall 2. And they do have like the little drop vents like this that you can go through. Um, and it's actually like a big part of the gameplay. But anyway, <laughs> not a big part, but it's yeah. part of it. <laughs> so is this a good time to talk about the, the hunts and the vaults? Yeah, I was going to bring that up because they revealed on a, on their most recent update that the hunts, the nighttime is for the hunt. Right. So uh, every hunt's beginning on May 19th, which is a Tuesday, and they'll they'll happen weekly. You'll be playing on Kings Canyon at night, and it'll be PvE. You can play solo or with a squad. If you play solo, you get more respawns, so it kind of balances it out. But you'll be you'll be playing to secure an item. Supposedly one of the nine pieces to, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but an item, and then you'll evacuate, and you sort of have to survive against the elements, uh, really what they implied to just be a bunch of prowlers, which are the bloodhounds. That's what we see in the trailer, yeah, is is fighting a bunch of prowlers. And I kind of suspected at first it would be like the robot guys, like in that that last trailer, Mm -hmm. right? But from this gameplay trailer, we just see a lot of the dogs. I think that's that's what comes up next. So yeah, so those are going to be weekly PVE missions, mm-hmm. which is well, really exciting. So there we go. And it, what is, have we got? Because uh, it's not still pulled up on my screen. Have we gotten to the part where it says the name of the quest? Um, it's called the broken, the broken ghost. ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to say somebody brought this to my attention. I kind of like shrugged it off, but now that I've just watched all these back to back, I'm wondering if the broken ghost is just very specifically pointing at. Um, what she was trying to get when she's like pointed the gun and shot at Revenant's head 
like that's the sort of ghost spirit right mm. but she's broken it by taking the shots at it right mm. yeah. i don't know but i feel like it's entirely possible that that is the most valuable thing that she's looking for see this is one of the things if that ends up being true it's one of those very very obvious things that you don't see until later yeah. <laughs> anyway so so okay <laughs> to to reiterate so the loop is that you're playing the game just like normal whatever playlist you want competitive or or, or just regular and while you're playing the game and looting and opening bins, you'll find, what is it? Is it a contract? Or a treasure, uh, they're called treasure chests, I believe. Yeah, uh, treasure yeah, pack. I think they showed a, a it's visual, treasure pack is what it's called. Yeah. Okay. And that's what pops out of that, that uh, crate. That's sort of the special looking box. You can get treasure packs. Now. So you'll, you can find those once a day. You'll find one every day when you play, if you play mm-hmm. enough. Um, and every five, the fifth one you find will unlock the quest for that week. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I, that sounds right. I, I just know you can get the quest, the weekly quest from those treasure pack. So. Right. So you need to play every day. Well, you can miss two days a week. You have to play at least five days a week because you can only get one of these a day and you have to get five of them to mm-hmm. unlock the quest and there's going to be nine quests nine of these pve missions that mm-hmm. that will be spread out over the nine weeks of the season correct and, and if you fall behind yeah that's the treasure, treasure pack. if you pack. fall behind on these daily treasure packs there's one option which is to uh buy them with apex coins yeah and i think it's it was it was like 25 coins for one of them yeah super super cheap yeah so if you, cheap even if you had to buy all 45 it would only be like 15 bucks or something. Yeah. It's like so, the opposite of their skins. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say, like, in the trailer here, you can usually see some Battle Pass skins. And yeah. Cosmetics that'll be available throughout the season. So, I really, really like that Revenant one on the right, the Pharaoh or whatever that is. The yeah. Pharaoh. yeah. That one's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the Wingman skin. I want the Wingman skin did, so bad. Did we see that or is so that coming up? Yeah, it's it's coming up, I think, in a couple seconds from where mm-hmm. you're at. Here we Mirage have- is wielding it. Oh, okay. Mirage has it there. Here we have yeah. Bangalore with her Karen haircut. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I think he looks pretty slick, but... Okay, so there's the wingman. Yeah. Oh, it's like that. a Rolex watch. It's it so slick. so good. I yeah. want it so... I hope it's not the full max battle pass. It probably it, is. It has to be because it's one it's of the like, transforming, right? It's so cool. Yeah, don't yeah. tell me that because it's going to take so long to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm going to yeah, grind this so skin. much. Okay, so... Oh, okay, so we have this like excavator, and it's actually going to be pulling the the bones out, literally pulling oh. skull out of Skull Town, right? <laughs> so it's this... kind of an homage because they did have a lot of cranes in Titanfall too when I was playing. Oh was, yeah, like, that zone, like <laughs> that, that whole last mission. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Remember? Yeah. Okay, so so this is a like a new little small zone that we'll find where Skull Town was. Um. And then that's just Octane over there, right? Yeah, Gauntlet's over there, yeah. Yeah, so we still can't really see water treatment, but it seems safe that it that it hasn't changed. It seems yeah. likely it hasn't changed. What's this little building here on the edge of the screen? It's probably a new building because around there, uh, I don't know how to actually describe it, but there shouldn't have been right. building. I, I would guess it's a new facility. That this one down here... At the bottom of the screen, and this over here, this is all changed too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> that, that's an important one. 
So yeah. this is the other big change that we didn't mm-hmm. see coming, right? This is mm-hmm. this is array. The, this is the array. The northeast side of the map has been completely redone. And why? What? It, what could the story reason be for that? It's a good question. I I wonder. I, I really don't know. I've been thinking a lot about these pipes that look like they now run across the map. Like maybe mm. they're like draining uh, Skull Town. Mm. And, and oh, this that is, would make sense. This is like the pump that drains it out or something. I don't know. Yeah, and you you know what? It connects to that massive structure that we saw uh, Gibraltar used to, what I believe at least, to insta-charge his ultimate ability. It, it looks like ah. if you interact with it, you can insta-charge an ultimate ability. And may, so maybe it has something to do with hydroelectric power. I don't even know if that's a type of power, but <laughs> you know, it's by the water. It sounds fancy, and they could write some pseudoscience in to make that work in the water. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. The whole King's Canyon is not just a battlefield. We know that it's also uh, it's also generating energy or producing something. Like they're they're always doing business on these maps aside from just having battles there right and we have to recognize too that's the planet harvester's role as well like that's the reason is that it was like an environmental i'm sorry it was like a like a power source thing and it says well we'll just ruin the local environment because we need all this energy to power whatever this is and i think that there's a lore piece that hints to whatever that is but yeah that's that's too far down the rabbit hole for me right now (laughs) yeah so from from here we can see that we now have a bridge uh, that's going to go to uh, air. Is that airbase? Uh, uh, can't be. No, no, no. What's, airfield, what's but, the north zone called? I'm, I'm slipping. Uh, artillery? Or, artillery, yeah, yeah. Well, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it really that? Wait, close? Well, Repulsor. Well, this is like where Repulsor maybe would have been it's hard to tell but that is definitely swamps ahead of us and yeah, then there was swamps. always that little area that was mm-hmm. like north of that and then repulsor um right is that what i'm thinking of like uh array you know, because of the not, uh, an R. it's on the upper right hand it's like i can see it on the map but like <laughs> i don't like have it relay yes that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah, right? Yeah, this is really Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, I, I called it Array mistakenly. My, <laughs> yeah, I think I meant Relay. Yeah, this is Relay now, and then this bridge goes to Artillery. Yeah, okay, that makes so, sense. Just like the bridge down over here that goes between... Swamps? Or... Um, wow, I'm slipping on that. the name of, <laughs> names of uh, places. But Interestingly, yeah. it is an interesting choice to me because Skulltown was a popular drop zone. And I remember if you would drop at a place like this, at least very, very early on, it would be like a quieter area of the map. So yeah. if like, you just wanted to win. So I like, I like that they're like, well, we're just going to add a lot of action here and maybe we can take sort of this and sort of spread it out so there's not just one single drop place that everybody drops all the time although you know the the people who are just in it for those easy kills <laughs> off drop are never going to change where they choose to drop it'll probably just be like capital like once they chose capital it was that way even if it was divided right yeah okay so we can see these these tubes they run towards the center of the map and it looks like they all end here can we tell where this is supposed to be I have no clue. Well, there's the wraith, that's the wraith portal zone behind it, right? Right. I forget what that's called. So this lab. is this lab. is just like that whole no man's land area that that's yeah. all like cliffs. That's where it. I think it is exactly. Oh, yeah. If if everyone knows what we're talking about, that that no man's that it was big, like sort of barren. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I don't, yeah, I don't know what this is supposed what's supposed to be happening here. It's interesting how it looks like it quickly came together because you've got these hoses just sort of running over all the architecture. Mm-hmm. You know, well, this is actually a water park. Um, <laughs> yeah, these are these are slides. <laughs> okay, so this is what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's got like an axis here, and it looks like it charges as all. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Cause yeah, because you see, as do you see it go from zero to full? Or what? What? I happened? don't think we catch that, but it does the. It do, I think it yeah. does. It does I think the animation. Zero. Yeah, that's yeah. the. It's done animation. So, yeah. So, that would make sense, you know, if the ultimate accelerant works, then a power source in the middle of the map would also work to charge your ult, right? Yeah, it seems pretty, pretty likely that's what oh, that does. Oh, there we go. Now we see the ability in action. Okay, so, so the, the head of her cane is what she throws down to. And this is clearly her ult, right? Because we know that her tactical is her teleport. Mm-hmm. So, so this is her ultimate ability. And do you guys have speculation of what, what, what exactly is happening here? Seems like some sort of. I I just assumed it was um, a shop or something where you could get ammo and supplies. Yeah, yeah. If you just pulled something out of there, right? So, so we do have leaks that that hint about what this is. So, if the leaks are to be believed, what this does is it creates a radius in the area, and all the loot in the area can be pulled out of it. Oh, and that would explain. The other ability, too, because oh. I was like, how would that fit in? That explains how it fits in. It's part of that. Yeah, ability. so if there's death boxes or even capsules or anything within, I don't know how big the area will be. That's but, powerful. But anyone who loots yeah. this will be able to access that stuff. Wow, so you can, like, throw a Gibraltar uh, I'm sorry, a dome shield. <laughs> but, well, Gibraltar on top, but if there's already a kill thing, the death box, and everything comes there, and you're set, you've got 20 seconds to loot without getting shot. It's interesting, yeah. It's it seems like it's definitely going to be a time saver, right? Because you walk into an area and you see death boxes all over the place. Now you can just turn them all into one big death box, and everybody can just go through. But yeah, that's it, actually crazy. If if that's true, yeah. But it also brings your team all around this big glowing object. Like <laughs> you, you've never been easier target. Flame, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Um, and I, I, for one, am always struggling to, with scrolling through the list of a death box and clicking everything out of it that I want. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if this ends up being, you know, 10 death boxes all in one, it might it, it might get people to stand there for a while searching through it. So That's going to be notoriously difficult for controller players who cannot move while looting. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, okay. So oh. I was just going to say, we have... We have the vault in the actual map, not just in a nighttime mission. Like, mm-hmm. the vaults will be... So, and we know this location. I think we kind of got an... Let's see it again. Where are they? We're ziplining past that tall... The thing on the right is familiar. So, I took this as by where, where Skulltom was. Oh, okay. So, there's... Finally, I have my answer about yeah. water treatment. <laughs> you were so worried about water <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so this is over where Skulltown was, and we have vaults actually oh, on the map now. Look at that. Yeah, and it looks like Andrew was probably right. If that vault behind them is open, see, you can probably... Look, there's a zipline on it, too. Mm-hmm. You can go down there and access the labs and stuff underneath Skulltown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we definitely will be playable. Have not seen inside there yet, and then of course we have them jumping off. 
Which is so cool because clearly you can go outside here and do something. You well, can go he, back up. Like. This is it. This is the lab under Skulltown. So she's yeah. she's teleporting right into it. So one thing I wanted to point out about her teleport, we'll watch the whole thing. It has a significant cooldown. Mm. Oh, you can see the cooldown? Well, just watch the animation. Uh, here, I'll play it again. Oh, you just mean... Uh... Not... Uh, I'm sorry, not a cooldown, a recovery. Yeah, yeah, okay. I yeah. I see what you're I see what you're saying. If but this hey, is if this uh, is real least, gameplay. Yeah, yeah. You're mm-hmm. totally right. She comes out, it flips around, she grabs it, she puts it back on her wrist. That's a good second way and to half balance it. When you come out of a teleport. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess it depends on the cooldown too, whether or not that's gonna be practical. But I will say the anime the animation's slick. It looks awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, the animation's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've really done an incredible job with this game like just all the hot like i mean again it's like i feel like i've watched games that have way way more money and stuff sunk into them that just don't get me as excited as a new season of apex <laughs> yeah yeah totally especially this season i'm i'm really excited that they are they're clearly focused on um uh getting people to come back and play the game every day right because you have to log in and you have to find that treasure if you want to be able to do that hunt every week and there's going to be a hunt every week for, for nine weeks. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, if the dailies didn't keep you coming back, which I know for me personally, that wasn't always enough, especially when you hit that soft cap of that, like 45,000 K experience or whatever, where you just know you're not going to get any more levels that week, like coming back Mm -hmm. to do the dailies wasn't really enough, but coming back to get that treasure. Cause they said that you get something every time you find that treasure, even if it's not the, the, even if it doesn't unlock that PVE mission, right? You're going to get experience or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can find it super fast, but you get there's multiple things you can get out of there, and they're all like stuff that we want, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, crafting medals, battle pass XP, apex packs, or access to the hunt for the week. Yeah, so so a bunch of good stuff. So there's 45 of those throughout the season, and if you can mm-hmm. get packs and crafting materials and all kinds of stuff like that out of them, that for me is enough to come back and at least play a few games until I find it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Way, way better incentive than you know play your two games and get your three submachine gun kills. For, <laughs> yeah, for four knockdowns at, at dome. Yeah, <laughs> three knockdowns <laughs> at dome. Yeah. So. um Okay, is there is there anything else that, that I mean that was a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on for season 5 and we haven't even gotten to play it yet. Um, well, and the other thing that I would say too is if like who knows what changes are going to be on World's Edge. Uh sorry, yeah, World's Edge, just the other map. Like if there are any or if we're seeing the same thing. It was it went through some major transitions just at the beginning of last season. Right. But I feel like every season like, you know, Sometimes I'll make changes in the middle of them. Like, I think Octane's Gauntlet was like a mid-season addition. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any changes or, you know, any relationship on that map or what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we the Gauntlet. Uh, and then last season, uh, like you said, it had that big transition where, where it got split with the, the Harvester. Mm-hmm. And then later in the season, it got the the Bloodhound event, which was a, a totally mm-hmm. new area. Yep, yep. So, so I think we can expect um, that what we've seen isn't, isn't all for this season for sure right right yeah and i hope that's like the the case too because i i will say there's a bit of foreshadowing that it's going to be like hellfire from the pro community if they take out world's edge for the season 
uh, because they highly prefer to play on World's Edge over Kings <laughs> Canyon for competitive. They, I yeah. mean, it, the consensus is that both the maps are they're fun, they're great, um, but for competitive, the loot tables on Kings Canyon seem to be a lot more sparse, uh, and professionals very often uh, vocalize that they don't like playing Kings Canyon for competitive tournaments. Yeah. So, Do you think I want? I wanted to ask about that because uh, the other day I was sort of comparing with my friends the differences between the two maps. And it mm. seemed to us like Kings Canyon is, uh, for lack of a better term, just some, a much more open map. It's mm-hmm. much much easier to not just see long distances, but to get to different places faster. Uh, yeah, where, whereas, yeah, on the other map, everything is so segmented off. You have small yeah, zones, big walls. Yeah. So A lot is, of places you can stake out territory and kind of you know, hold your ground, things like that. Yeah. So that's, that could be part of why the pros like like that better, right? Definitely. I think it's a big part of it. Um, and, and that's not to say Kings Canyon's bad, but I think world's edge is very special. It's like a incredible map, really truly like hats off to the developers specifically for competitive play, because it's perfectly segmented. Like you were saying, there's a really good amount of defensible positions throughout, which is how competitive games, they kind of need that. Um, and there's a good amount of looting options for 20 teams to drop in and all have a place to start and not feel incredibly stressed out. Right. So, yeah. It's just so funny to me because when World's Edge first came out, I just cannot get over how many tweets I saw from people who are like, I hate the new map. Bring back Kings Canyon. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's so funny. It's like uh, every time they change the Facebook like uh, timeline, people will like mm. complain about it for days. And then they're like the people who are like a mm-hmm. month later, like using it for everything. <laughs> yeah. People who complained about it. They won't be quick to admit it, but they were wrong. And uh, they realized it, especially when they brought back Kings Canyon, how good World's Edge was. I mean, the, I those like... Insta whiners were... They didn't know what they were talking about. I liked they it because it. I think of the reasons that you were playing, because I would just get shotgunned so quickly because there just wasn't as many places to pick, like, you know take cover or whatever if you're not that style of player. And I remember that, like, if I look between... um what is it? I guess it must have been season two and season three. I think my win rate actually went up a lot <laughs> because I was playing more strategically because you could really do that. You weren't just like spam bullets because on the mm-hmm. smaller map, you know, there's just more choke points, things like that. Yeah, it's and- it's beautiful <laughs> for strategic play. Like the big brains prevail on, on World's Edge a lot of the time when you're if you're trying really hard against other teams who are also trying really hard to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. King's Canyon's fun for just jumping and attacking people. Like, <laughs> yeah, know, right. And yeah. getting every fight really quickly. King's Canyon's always just going to feel like home, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would never <laughs> want to see it gone, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting to see all the changes they're going to make this season. Um, the season starts officially on Tuesday, so we'll be able to jump in and see what all these big map changes are going to be like. We won't be able to uh, unlock that first hunt uh, until the following Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll have to collect our treasure throughout this week. You need to make sure you get at least five in this first week if you want to see that first hunt, uh, the broken skull. Is that what it was? Uh, The... What was it? The broken, broken ghost. It was the broken, broken ghost. The broken ghost. The so broken if you ghost. if you want to see the broken ghost next Tuesday, you need to log in uh, for at least five days and get that treasure um, in this first week. So, uh, yeah, we're obviously we're really excited to check it out this Tuesday. Uh, do you guys want to do a quick recap on season four and talk about uh, what we liked, what we what we want to see change, that kind of stuff? I mean, I can 
from my perspective. I thought it was um, because because the split was midseason when they like broke up capital and stuff. Right. Um, I thought that that was cool and interesting in a way to keep it kind of fresh and different. Um, I really enjoyed. I'm glad that they buff Revenant. I still, like mm-hmm. I said, haven't used them that much, but I have a Bloodhound that I play with who has. So yeah, oh, the Bloodhound buff was huge. Yeah, I feel like a lot more people are using Bloodhound now. I feel like in almost every game, like um, I don't want to say almost every team has one, but I just feel like I see it's the scariest thing when you suddenly get scanned and you're like, oh no, they know where I am. <laughs> it but that feels was really, like really good buff. oh, it it feels like that scan is infinite now. It feels like they can <laughs> they can scan me from a mile away. Andrea has has Bloodhound seen any more pro play at all since getting none, buffed? None, none. But I will say. You'll see a lot of pros select him uh, in their casual plays way more. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not. He's not. Or I mean, Bloodhound. They're not like as memeable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. And now it's just kind of like a character that isn't as strong, but still like is viable for obviously finding people quickly and doing this or that. I still think Bloodhound's. Uh, um. Heirloom is one of the coolest. It, oh, the so animations cool. are yeah. awesome. I I love it. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen any in pro. Nothing. But I have seen one uh, alliance in Europe is using caustic very very effectively. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I love me some caustic. I was not a fan of caustic early on, but I have grown. I think maybe it's different in maps too. I mean, I think in bunk like you would usually just get caustic and drop bunker and be slower than everyone else, and it felt slower even if the character wasn't actually slower. And now that you've adjusted to the game. Um, and like the, the, uh, the canisters, this was like an early change, but they do more damage and you can be strategic with how you play him. Uh, it ends up being really like a fun, scary character in a lot of ways. He's (laughs) frustrating to play against at least Uh, the way Alliance plays with, with caustic is incredibly aggressive. They'll, they'll, they'll push into buildings by throwing caustic canisters forward over and over and popping them and and taking territory that way. It's incredibly, incredibly cool to see how Alliance is used caustic and uh, i can tell you the other eu teams do not like playing against (laughs) that reason uh where did you all get on your battle pass did you finish 110 i and i'm i was i switched from xbox to pc halfway through the season so um not halfway i mean i was doing like a little bit of both but for me to get to 110 on one, and I think I'm like level 60 on the Xbox one. Wow. <laughs> Shows how much time I put into this game to still be a potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I'm at 103. I Essentially, at the second split, I just stopped playing Apex. Not because I didn't like it. I just kind of took a break. But I'm definitely planning on coming back. I I also want to finish the Battle Pass. Can I get seven levels in a couple of days? Is that possible? Well, I think we're still in double XP, or did that end today? This whole weekend was I, double I XP. Know. Ooh. Um, yeah. Well, you've got it till the end of the day. <laughs> I may, I may as well try, right? Seven, is seven levels attainable? I don't know how fast they move. It's um, been a while. Playing but, after this, you may be able it, to, if totally, you wanted, I don't know. Because of the way that XP level, because it increases throughout the week. So those first five levels are really quick. And then after that, mm-hmm. it slows down. So depending on how many you've already earned this week, you can definitely get seven. I think if you played a bunch, you could do it. Um, especially if you still have like ones that like, uh, missions that haven't been completed challenges, um, those mm. will like push you forward really fast. Oh yeah. I'm sure I don't have like a lot of those cause I never look seven, at them. Yeah. If you grind, cause I think I can get like five in one day sometimes. So okay. I, 
I didn't play until about week seven or eight just because uh, I was building a new computer. And mm-hmm. I had a lot of people with, with Apex have this package loss issue, and it affected me, and it, there was, like, no way to overcome it. But I would constantly just have this little icon on the screen of, like, kind of like the copy file symbol, but it means packet loss. And all the other characters, my teammates and enemies would just sort of bounce around the screen. Mm, and there was yeah. nothing I could do to fix it, but um, that, that's besides, to play against. <laughs> yeah, I finally got a whole new computer. And so I started around, I think it was week seven or eight, and I managed to get my battle pass up to 60. Um, but what I found was with those weekly challenges, I could go back and, and do all of them. However, Every week has a challenge that's like land in this specific place, open containers here, kill a certain number of people here. Everything every week is completed except for those. Those are the only ones uh-huh. I haven't done because they are just unless you I I've played a ton and unless you are specifically trying to land here and open containers here and get kills here, it's not something that just happens. I think it's a myth. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a myth to say like if you play enough, you'll end up in these places and whatever. Like I played a ton and those are the only objectives I didn't finish. <laughs> I don't like those. I wish they like from the first time they added those in season two. I think mm-hmm. I hated them and I I really wish they would stop doing those <laughs> specific location based. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree because I I definitely have not been completing all of those, and I played enough to get to me to one hundred three without ever trying to do specific objectives ever. Yeah, and and I still, without a doubt, did not just run into them and do them all, <laughs> despite playing ridiculous hours. So yeah, yeah. Whitney, do those bother you at all? Just say, just like it's um, I have one in mind, and it's not it's not one of the long ones, but I have one that's like get like twenty knockdowns with the sentinel and i'm just like <laughs> you are asking me to do two things that are lucky if i can do either one of those on like a great day you know yeah. what i mean um, yeah. i like the sentinel but i just think that the speed is too low for me and you are you basically have to like get like two two shots off if that's all you're using from a distance to get like a knockdown and then i, I don't know if a kill counts as a knockdown so like if it's somebody who's already low anyway and they don't have their teammates alive yeah. i'm just like yeah no thanks so that's my zero but um as far as the multi-step one i mean again they just like have to find some way to make it a little bit more challenging to the people who do play all the time right i guess but it does sort sort of start to feel grindy I'm not going to call it any other games that have multi-step quests that are very, very grindy. Right. But you may or may not have played one with me a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just am never going to play Apex, though. I'm never, like, yeah. uh, when I get with my friends, I don't want to be like, hey, can we land at Harvester? I have to open three containers. Like, that's just, <laughs> that sucks. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's not like a re- rewarding quest to complete. Like, oh, yes. Like, yeah. I got my three containers. There's a harvester. Like I accomplished something. I feel good about it. Now I move on to step two of four to earn one battle pass level. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, th- those will be back in season five, and I'll keep complaining about them every week. But yeah, look forward to it. <laughs> look forward to that. Um, otherwise, the the stuff from the trailers that we saw for the new battle pass looks awesome. I love those. Those skins are so much more than just recolors. New hairstyles and stuff like that is is really cool. I I would love to see better cosmetics, better cosmetic rewards on the battle pass because uh, a lot of times I feel like we're grinding that battle pass for for a very small number of things that are worth worth grinding yeah, that we for. actually want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing some cool stuff on the battle pass. Um, yeah, uh, me too. Other than that, I think that 
season four had a lot of cool stuff. I thought the the bloodhound thing was great. I th- I think that the armor thing that they're doing right now, or it may have just ended with the mm-hmm. you start with a pistol and armor, and then it goes up to a blue armor, and then I think it's still going on. It goes up into season five. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the Evo right now. Super cool though. Really yeah. Cool that they did. yeah. Yeah. I let, I hope that they continue to do stuff like that to help break up the season a little bit. Stuff's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I've been really impressed with the season. And competitive's never been in a better spot, honestly. The tournaments are awesome. Even yeah. if people aren't paying attention to them as much, uh, it's so fun to watch competitive play. So, yeah, I thought the season was great. Yeah. I think it's going yeah, to be a big week for, obviously, because of the launch, I, I expect we're going to see a lot, of, a lot of it streaming. It'll probably be at the top of Twitch for mo- most of this week. Um, so, yeah, exciting. Is there anything else you want to say yeah. about season five or season four? I mean, I'll be it. streaming it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be streaming for the gamer. Um, I'm hoping that this is what choo- Finn chooses to, to oh, stream yeah. on Tuesday, which we'll is be live. <laughs> so if anybody is listening or watching and doesn't know about our streams, we stream on uh, the gamer Facebook gaming page. If you look at Facebook Gaming, if you have the app or if you just are on Facebook and you search for The Gamer, we are streaming every single day of the week now, right? Uh, Between the three of us and Sam, uh, I think we've got just about every day covered. So um, look for our streams there. And then you two also have your own streams. Do you want to plug those? Sure, yeah. I stream at FinTTV. Uh, It's kind of redundant. (laughs) But the TTV is in there just because Finn was already taken. Finn is spelled P-H-I-N. And yeah. TV. So yeah, I, I stream uh, pretty regularly, but I've, you know, it sort of depends, but for the most part in the evenings and central time, uh, I'm on after dinner. So, And I am Lumbago. It's a joke on my spine being a little bit crooked, but also a joke from Red Dead Redemption 2 when the uncle would always be like, I can't help. I got Lumbago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been streaming a lot more lately. Lumbago is spelled like B-A-3-G-O. It was supposed to be like Bay, like B-A-E before anyone else, but <laughs> L-U-M-B-A-3-G-O. <laughs> um, and I've been streaming. I'm trying to get a more consistent schedule, but I want to do Friday, Sunday, and, uh, Tuesday. So awesome. hopefully that would be good. <laughs> and then I'm sure any any day this week that you pull up our page, one of us will be, probably all three of us together, will be playing, <laughs> playing a new season. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's it. So I appreciate uh, you guys checking out our first uh, sort of special preview episode of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back every Wednesday with a new episode throughout the week so that we can talk about those hunts and all the new stuff that comes along. And uh, hopefully you guys like it and we'll we'll keep going. So, uh, see you next time. Thank you, Andrew and Whitney. Of course. Happy to be here.